0: Okay, first of all, this message is for Joe. Uh, In the episode, I incorrectly mispronounced your name. I am so sorry. And then, because everyone else is listening to this message as well, and then I apologize if you have Facebook Messenger where I um, explained how this is the pronunciation I attempted to use. Uh, And then I got hit back with, uh, don't worry, both of those uh, pronunciations are incorrect. So here I am apologizing. Forgive me. I am but an ignorant American. Second of all, there is no second of all. Third of all, enjoy the episode. Hit the the thingy now, Christian. Thank you. Bjork, and welcome to episode sixty-two of Large Popcorn. This is a space where friends gather around to have elevated and comfortable discussions about all things film in the least pretentious way possible. And Hugo, if you're listening to this episode, or at least we hope. For those of you who don't know me, I'm your host, Christian Macias. and alongside me today, you last heard her in April of 2021, so it's been a year, happy anniversary, to, to this <laughs> guest. She is a poet and a linguistics candidate, and the greatest Danish greatest Danish researcher you've never met, Johan Kirkby. Hello.
1: Hello. Yeah, I, that's me, and I, I suppose I should just return every April, or?
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. Every April, the Joe episode? That would be incredible. Yeah. I would love that. Mm, me too. <laughs> How are you today? You doing all right? You doing well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had library duties today.
0: (laughs) I am so, okay. Please put a pin in that because I have questions about this in a second, okay?
1: Okay.
0: Folks, remember that Large Popcorn is your movie podcast where I and a guest talk about the latest in cinema world news as well as anything and everything, movies. If you like what you hear, please give us a sub on your favorite podcast service of choice. And please, if you can, leave a review because that does help us out, gets us into the algorithms and pushes those episodes out to you. If you have any questions, please DM them directly over to Large Popcorn Pod over on Twitter, or you can dial in at speakpipe.com slash largepopcorn, or you can leave us a message and we'll play it live on the show, like one of you did today. A new episode of Large Popcorn goes live every other Tuesday, so we sincerely hope that you stick around. And as always, all the resources and items we discuss in today's show will be down in the show notes and description below. Friendly reminders. Merch, of course, always available at our Bonfire store. Follow the link in the description below to get, uh, yeah, check out the full catalog. Um, And more important reminder, a timely reminder, you can now vote for our next film to watch for this month's movie club. This month's theme is popular movies we've never watched. By the time this episode comes out, you have three days or two days to uh, get your vote in if you haven't already. Uh, So far, there's certainly a movie that's winning. I won't say what movie it is, but it is certainly winning by a big margin. Please change, change that. Go for something else. (laughs) For now, Joe, let's get into our short segment of the day, starting with the director's chair. I have some questions for you, starting with: Please tell Uh, me what library duty is. I need to know.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not exciting. It's it's literally just going to the library with the teenagers and. uh, a librarian will talk to them about uh, finding literature. So, hmm. yeah, it's just me staring for three hours. So, <laughs> sorry, not, staring. Not you don't
0: you don't get to read. You don't. Are you just kind of chaperone, sort of.
1: Yeah, I'm. It's not normal. It's it's just a thing that's happening right now because they're doing mm-hmm. a Danish Danish history assignment. So, it's like a workshop, so I just I graded some papers basically
0: oh, that's productive. Set in
1: a chair yeah,
0: I more so put this in because I mean, can I say this? You were tweeting about oh. how someone had to cover your library duty for you,
1: yeah right yeah i mean i'm 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 stopping my job in a month, so i guess I guess it's okay you we can say I was. Yeah, I I was called in sick, so I could go to a job interview, um, and someone had to go k- come all the way from Aarhus, which is far away from where I work, uh, to to cover my uh, my illness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and all the man. secretaries were stressing out about it, so I feel very bad. Oh,
0: I yeah. f- I felt I felt the pain. Like, on both ends, you know, like, the person yeah. that had to cover you and your end of, like, not embarrassment, yeah. but, like, just feeling bad, just all the way over here in America, so, uh, I feel yeah, for you.
1: Yeah, but it was, I had to go to a job interview two islands away, so, like, just, it wasn't possible. I couldn't make it work, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not good.
0: Sorry, Whatever. kids and person who covered. Yeah. Joe feels bad.
1: Yeah, I feel bad, so everything is good, I, I okay. suppose.
0: i have another question for you because i know you're like busy with school wait did you finish you you, last time we talked you were you finished
1: yeah yeah i finished a year ago
0: (laughs) oh my My god you you had your dissertation you were working on your thesis yeah Yeah, your master congratulations
1: thank you thank you yeah it's 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 cool i finished uh, in the summer and i've been working as a teacher uh since then almost done with the year of teaching so
0: cool! Your was it? Is it your first year ever teaching?
1: Yeah, no, well, no. I I've got I've had some student jobs. I've worked in okay. a t- talent. Um, I don't know what it's called in English, but when you develop talents, talent development, okay. I suppose. Yeah, but my first real adult job ever. So
0: that's incredible! Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I lived a very similar life to you, like. But this before I got my master's, I had my first year of teaching and that felt oh, like yeah. a like a like a, you know, adult grown up job that, you know, stressed mm-hmm. me out for days on mm-hmm.
1: end. Yeah. hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it is stressful, but yeah, it,
0: it's rewarding in its some, own right. Sometimes
1: it's nice. I it, everything else is boring in comparison. I feel most jobs. Most That's office true.
0: Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, and I'm living no that life, so ice. I can attest. I can yeah, attest. Sorry. It's fine. I it's just fine.
1: Realized. Yeah, sorry. No,
0: please. I, I mean, it,
1: rude. <laughs>
0: if anyone's gonna talk shit about their office job, it's it's most certainly me. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So I, I can talk to you as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and more movie-centric questions, mm. movie slash TV. I just have a general question. Like, I, I, usually you're like watching stuff while on plays video games. Are you? You have? Any, are you? <laughs> is there anything you're currently watching, or you have just recently watched it?
1: Um. You can highlight <laughs> Oh, uh, this is embarrassing! I uh, I just finished. um oh, what's it called? It's called uh, Las Mujeres C- Cable, the Cable Women, I guess it's called in English. Uh, and it's like a telenovela.
0: Where are you <laughs> so watching that... novellas? How are you doing this?
1: Um, on Netflix. <laughs> so yeah. Wait. That's what I've been watching. Just finished, but I think last week it had like six seasons.
0: Is it Las Chicas de Cable? Is that what it Las is? Las
1: Chicas del de Cable. See, sí. yeah. Oh That's my it. god. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this is incredible. Was it good?
1: Um, no, but it. I mean, it was entertaining. In, I yeah, I like the 1920s, and it's like fake feminist, sort of, you know, like over the top um surface level feminist which is yeah. always fun as well and then it's just over the top like people die constantly and then they return and then someone has a twin and stuff so it's it's really cool i guess <laughs> i don't know i've never watched a telenovela before but i enjoy just watching um whatever random foreign stuff pops mm-hmm. up on my netflix <laughs>
0: This is intriguing to me because I think all the novellas I've ever seen in my life, because my mom is a novella person, you know, I'm Mm, Mexican, so I grew up watching stuff with my mom. I've never, ever really seen, like, a period piece that's also novella, so this, being in the 20s Madrid, kind of piques my interest, but...
1: Yeah, and it's about, it's very centered around, like... um, uh, technological advancements, so they'll they'll be have like every season. There's a major plot point of a new thing being invented, and how does that affect their job position and stuff? And then it ends up with like the um, the the what's it called, a civil war. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's wow. fun, like fascism and stuff.
0: <laughs> Joe, you surprise me every single
1: time. <laughs> yay
0: it's like the time i, I think know. islam said you were like super into downton abbey is that you as well oh
1: my god yeah i've watched most uh J- julian fellow stuff mm. yeah. i've
0: never gotten into downton abbey i don't, I don't think awesome. i could
1: you should if even if you can't like um he just julian fellows just a, made a new show called the the gilded age and it's only one season so far so it's easy to jump on and if you enjoy like american history then well i yeah, I don't know. Industrialization and like New Money Old Money. Really hmm. amazing show. Can't recommend it enough.
0: One more question for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what are the Downton Abbey movies like? Are are those like s- supplemental to the show or do, like, you know, are they um, vital to the the plot, I guess?
1: I um I saw one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Um I liked it. It's like, you know, it's like the uh, the episodes, but I would never oh my ever God. You know, you shouldn't watch them if you haven't seen the show because it's it's literally like just a big episode.
0: So I I googled down Abby just now, yeah. because um, I was looking for the movies. There's a new one out literally right now in the U.S. Yeah, I know. Like right yeah. now, it's in the.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for it to um, re release in uh, like I don't want to go to the theaters because like it's just old women and they talk a lot in theater so i don't know i'm waiting oh my to... god yeah.
0: joe i have something okay i'm i'm gonna move us into tots because i have I something i need to say so uh-huh. we're that is it for the director's chair blah blah okay. blah. keep moving <laughs> i'm so excited to talk about this uh now let's see what's on the marquee with today's topic of the show the northman mm-hmm. uh directed by robert eggers written by sion is that how you pronounce? Maybe you can help me with my pronunciation. Sion.
1: Uh, how is it spelled?
0: S J O N Sion.
1: Sion. J O N. Oh, that's Icelandic or what?
0: I believe so. Maybe I. Looks uh, maybe like I'm...
1: Icelandic. I would say, oh, uh, shun. Sh- they they do a lot of like um, high vowels. Shun shun. Sh- I don't know. Sorry. Hold on. Icelandic is uh, hard. There's an <laughs> so accent and, uh...
0: over the. Um... The O yeah, is it an O-note. If,
1: if there's an accent, then it's, it's I- Icelandic. They put accents on everything. I, yeah, he's it's, Icelandic. Um, basically, it. yeah, it's like most northern languages, I can, like, give you an estimate, but Icelandic is, like, a genre in itself. I can recognize an Icelandic accent, but that's it.
0: Mm, got it. Yeah. <laughs> we tried our best. Written by Sion and Robert Eggers. Yeah, I think and that sounds right. Distributed by Focus Features and made a point to to highlight that because we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Storyline, conquer your fate. Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. Perfect. Okay, back to the topic of old women in theaters. So, Joe. I want to start our discussion with what was your theater experience like? But I I want to say mine first, if that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I, I I did this thing. There's a program here in one of our like big U.S. theater chains where you can pay a monthly fee and go see unlimited movies. Right? Like I think it's like one per day or whatever. Mm. It might be more than that actually, but you know you go see two movies and that more than pays for the the cost of the monthly subscription. So. As a person who does see a lot of movies, it makes sense for me to finally get this thing. The, I guess, negative aspect of this is that I have to go to the chains and not support like the indie theater that I usually like going to. Mm. Um, but like I was just watching so many movies that like I can't keep spending a lot of money. So <laughs> I, I I bit the bullet and I did this. Right. Mm. The thing for me is that going to see more kind of art. I don't want to call this art house. It's not art house, but the more artistic movies distributed by by big. Um, studios like focus features is that you never know what kind of crowd you're going to get especially at these chain theaters and the northman was one such instance of of a crowd that was like not the kind that i enjoy in theaters but let me just tell you some of the folks that were there I, i get to my i'm trying to get to my seat and there's like this line of like five elderly ladies who um, I say excuse me because I have to like, you know, traverse in front of them to get to my seat. And I feel really bad interrupting their conversation. But, you know, I I have to 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 get to my seat and they stare me down super annoyed that I have to walk in front of them. But it's like it's the only thing I can do. Um, And they don't move their bags for for me. So I like I am having to like juggle over their bags and I feel I feel really bad. But like maybe I shouldn't because they just like kept staring at me. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you uh there were people talking and on their phones like through a lot of like the first act and stuff and like laughing and it's like oh well come on guys but the weirdest thing of all was like this older woman who brought in a baby carriage with no baby in it um but instead a dog um and her purse had nothing but snacks for her and her dog it's very it's very weird (laughs) Like I still enjoyed the movie, but it was like such a strange theater experience. And I have to know, are people more respectful in in Denmark?
1: Well, I think like I was I was thinking like, oh no, we had kind of a weird experience. But when you just told me about that, I suppose mine was pretty normal. (laughs) But I I mean, someone bringing their dog and a lot of snacks, I think that's I think. That woman is living the life, I think. Oh hell yeah! Of course she is. Yeah, but I mean, the dog didn't. uh, It it didn't like uh, make noises, or.
0: Oh, I mean, there was a few times like it made some noises, but like I don't care. Like it's a dog, you know. Like it's it's not it's not distracting me. Like I was more fascinated more than anything, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, same. That's I'm like distracted. I can't think about anything else. No, sorry. Yeah, so um. Yeah, I mean, okay, so one thing, of course, you need to know about Denmark is that we don't talk during movies at all. Um, mm. So we were sitting next to pe- two people who talked, and that's, like, so weird. Like, that's just, like, that's something where you tell people, like, ugh, I am sitting next to people who talked. That's basically <laughs> it. Um, but, I mean, normally you just shush one time, and then they don't talk for the rest of the movie. But Islam, for those who don't know, Islam is my boyfriend. He he was shushing at them. And it has to be really extreme for him to shush. Um, but even after shushing. They, they kept going. And he had to like. Wow. Turn to them and say. I can hear you. And you're being very loud. Please will you like stop basically. And it didn't become better. But even that didn't really help. So I, yeah it was weird. I, I don't know why these people went to see this movie. Like it's, it's a long movie. And it's. it's it's not an action thriller, you know? I, yeah. They, it was, they were just kind of... I think the crowd was, like, kind of mixed. Um, there were some people who, just judging from their appearance, I think they thought they were going to see um, an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then another type of people, like um, your typical history professor, kind of people like a lot of people in Denmark obviously care about about Viking history so there were some like yeah. old history type people as well so I thought yeah but most people are just respectful yeah
0: I, I just have one note uh real quick in that and that's I think if I if I ever saw Islam shush someone at the movie theater I would swoon so hard for this man <laughs> I really like, hell okay. yeah that's I'm with this guy <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect okay. it like like there's been very few times that I've like spoken up to like it has to be something extreme just mm-hmm. because I'm I'm not like a confrontational kind of person like it has to be like I try to give people the benefit of the doubt like if it's happening throughout the movie then I'll, I'll speak up maybe do something mm-hmm. but if it's just like the beginning it's like all right let's let them settle in see if they change you know
1: yeah I mean it, you, we always like wait a bit like you don't shush immediately maybe they're just finishing off a conversation i don't know but no we shush danish people shush
0: (laughs) i have an extra question here this is just i'm just fascinated Mm. by the way different
1: culture uh-huh because
0: islam tells tells me that yeah there's just no talking during in movies like in denmark pretty much like ever right um yeah what is the rule what is the unspoken rule for like during trailers are people quiet during those
1: no, you can talk and you, you yeah can make okay fun and stuff yeah yeah that's all no I thought. yeah that's yeah I thought.
0: okay yeah sorry just curious.
1: Hmm?
0: Joe, another question for you uh, before we start talking about the Northmen, and this is a question about Robert Eggers. Have you seen any of his other movies? There's there's yeah, two the there's oh, Do you like? Yeah, I love the lighthouse.
1: I loved it. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get into that. But I I think the lighthouse set me up for expectations. That the Northmen couldn't meet. I, but we'll, I totally we'll agree. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> and then one other, have you seen The Witch? That's his directorial no, debut. I oh, don't,
1: I, I don't do a scary movie, sadly.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to sell you on the movie, by the way, just you know, <laughs> off the bat. But I think The Witch does tread that line of between like wh- horror and more kind of like historical thriller kind of piece. Like it flirts that line pretty well in my opinion, that it like for the most part is more like intriguing than actually terrifying.
1: Is it like Salem witch? or what kind of witch are we talking?
0: Yeah, this it's certainly like uh, you know, pilgrims um who are mm-hmm. like now like in, in you know colon or pre colonialized America, like having to settle yeah. uh, on their own. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like like way way too late, like compared to the rest of the world kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So it's certainly it interesting, but if yeah, if if you're if you'd rather not gamble it, then I'd say that's that's probably a safe bet.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe I should. Witches are very trendy in Denmark, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think any kind of like just the witchcraft in general was like fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. Mm. So and maybe one day during the day with the lights on, maybe you give it a shot.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll think about it.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the north in a little bit. Um. I don't even know where to start. I, I have one question here and this is I want to start here cuz obviously it's a, it's a movie about Viking culture and there's been a lot of discussion online about Viking culture and for when it from what I'm seeing in the US it's it's not accurate. Just people have like pre-assumptions no, no. of what Viking culture is and what it isn't and then there's like weird parallels between Vikings and white supremacism but like yeah. which I, I understand that that through line there for like you know I, I can understand where they're coming from, but they're yeah. getting it wrong on Twitter. And I just, I don't know. Do you have any insight on, like, on just Viking culture?
1: First of all, I, I have a counter question. Like, what do Americans think a Viking is? Like, seriously, like for real, 100% like define what, what is a Viking for? Do you know what a Viking is?
0: <laughs> white, white dude with a beard on a boat is probably oh, what you i You don't I'd, know I'd what a Viking if, is. That's, that's, people that's what don't people... know
1: what Vikings are.
0: That's what people think of Viking, Yeah, I would say Vikings are. Yeah.
1: I mean, but like, honestly, do, when you think of a Viking, not just associations, but be serious with me. Do you think a Viking is a warrior? No. Okay.
0: I mean, not okay, to say, that, I mean, there are certainly warriors Vikings, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Like there are Americans and some of them work in the military. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Yes, yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah the it's like imagine like viking is just the word for my ancestors it's literally just a group of people the women were were vikings as well Mm -hmm. the children were vikings as well it's literally people so imagine like if there were a word for americans in the 1100s and people were like Oh my God! Being an American in the 1100s means white supremacy. Like, I mean, it's. Pro- I, I see the connection, but it's not the same thing. It's just people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So fuck yeah! I've been so confused about this entire discourse. Um, oh, I feel I, like I've I'm rambling. So,
0: <laughs> I've been so confused by it that I decided not to engage in it at all. Like, I just <laughs> yeah. I told Islam, I'm like this. This seems so off base that it's just like just better not to even start reading about this cuz people are just like just wrong. Yeah.
2: So,
1: yeah, it's like just to just to sort of dismantle I think some of the associations um like the way I've met viking culture is is like um so you know how um like for example just as a kid we will read Norse mythology because that's part of of like Danish history. So, that's a mm-hmm. normal thing. We have like history of of the vikings we read uh, icelandic um, sagas in in high school um it's it's viewed as maybe somewhat boring or somewhat like it's not something insane it's just the ancestors we had um so yeah, yeah. i don't know man it's ugh. Same. I
0: don't know, man, is the perfect encapsulation, I think, for yeah. how I feel about Yeah, okay, we'll leave it at that. I don't know, man. Yeah, a, a disappointing I don't know, man. How about that?
1: Do, do, um, so, sort of, I'm sorry to uh, take over and have questions, please. But, um, another thing I saw was like people saying stuff like you need to have a, a PhD in Norse mythology oh, to understand my God. the movie and stuff. Do you like? I, that's another thing where i've grown up uh, reading these stories i've grown up just you know it's common knowledge in denmark's a lot of this stuff um so like how do you like do you feel it was hard and and too foreign or no
0: not at all because like okay. I, under, I understand that it's a different culture right and i may not understand yeah. i may not understand like the, the the terms right like like for example like you know, I had to Google uh, the game that they play because I didn't know what kind of game that was. And I I, I learned what did that, the, you they
1: know,
0: play? let's, let's oh, find oh. out. It oh. was like that, that polo kind of rugby uh, here. It's called, it's an ancient Viking game called Natalikr.
1: How do you spell that? Sorry.
0: I have it here. Um, okay. K-N-A-T-T-L-E-I-K-R. And I can type as well, so I can paste it, and I see you're typing.
1: I. Not, not iker. Okay, not like, Probably. So there's there's if, stuff
0: like like that, right? Um, some but of them... I,
1: We don't play like old, old games either. We, we play hide and seek just like everyone else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like to to speak on that, like um, you need a PhD. Like apart from stuff like that, or like you know, what is the term for the the you know the the Cirrus who's um that bjork plays right like this is just a very simple uh tale about like revenge right and about masculinity yeah. and, and like that is like such it, a fundamental like simple arc arc to follow yeah. i don't need any kind of phd to understand uh emotion and yeah. uh and character like uh dynamics like that it's see it i don't i don't understand this joe
1: no and and it's like um I because I read that tweet before watching the movie so I watched the movie with those glasses on and and I noticed that whenever there was something foreign it would it would sort of be contextualized in a way where you would like they would they would um deliberately explain it through context clues so <clears throat> honestly if you don't understand uh, the culture through just watching the movie I feel you're kind of dumb
0: Okay, I, this this is a perfect chance for me to say, say something as well.
1: <laughs>
0: and I, pro- I, I promise, U.S. viewers, I'm not trying to be condescending, okay?
1: Ooh, we have such...
0: No, please, feel free to. <laughs> Hugo does it all the time. <laughs> there is such a weird kind of phenomenon I've noticed in the U.S. where whenever something is foreign to us, we reject it and um make fun of it and laugh at it and the Northmen, my theater experience for the Northmen was no different i'm not trying to generalize i guess either just based off my anecdote of you know my experience but there were so many moments where because they were doing something different that is different to our culture granted it's like 900 ad when this is going on like like any culture even our own is going to be different right um Mm. people were laughing at it at like kind of more serious moments that
1: Oh, like,
0: I mean I understand because it is different like sure if you're finding like humor in it but like some of the stuff is like should we be laughing at this like I don't know if you're getting the right read on what's going on but
1: yeah okay hmm. awkward
0: yeah and that's all I have to say yeah okay Um, I want to move into uh, like the way I, I, I try to fall, like, I guess form these podcasts is I, I've been moving more towards character discussion and I have like the major characters here and what I thought about them and that kind of informs mm-hmm. where we are in the movie like we just jump around if that's okay mm-hmm. so obviously the big character uh, we are going to talk about is Amleth played by Alexander Skarsgård and I'm just going to read my first note and that will just kind of Skarsgård uh, okay how do you pronounce this
1: um, so I'm not Swedish but I would say uh, Alexander Skarsgård maybe
2: Skarsgård
1: Okay. I don't know. They pronounce the D's and we don't, so I have a hard time. Mm. Yeah.
0: This reminds me of when people say Mads Mikkelsen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mads.
0: Mas Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen S. M- Migleson. Migleson. It's a G, yeah, I think it's a more of a G sound. Migelson
1: Yeah. Anyway. For me
0: <laughs> for me, Amleth. I think is the root of my 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 one problem with the movie, which is Amleth isn't dynamic enough. Um I think there's a moment towards the end where he like starts to become a more dynamic character and like those themes of of revenge and masculinity are questioned and then he rejects he rejects them. Um and it, he kind of ends up being more one-dimensional, which I think is the kind of the point of most of the movie. Like yeah. he is gonna be this angry, vengeful person, and that rocks, by the way. Um, like just considering masculinity in that way was, was very cool. But there is a moment where I wish we spent more time trying to think about the alternative and what that life could have been with Olga more than just here's one minute on the boat. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I, 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 um, I, I get what, where you're coming from, but I, I disagree Um, And Mm. I think the reason why I disagree is, and this is where my my literature uh, degree is is, uh, uh, peeking through. Um, So I think like knowing uh, literature from this period just, I guess, should be said that uh, there isn't much of it. But um, it's, (sighs) yeah. So let me just gather my thoughts. So basically, Uh yeah. Okay, so let me first talk about medieval uh, English literature to sort of draw a par- parallel. Yes, um, you,
0: you were, we're thinking of the same thing right now. Okay, perfect, go. Okay, go ahead.
1: yeah. So, so there's this concept of medieval literature that you're not an individual and, and no one is individualized and you're you're viewed as uh, like you, an ideal person is an Id- like a concept and you're sort of, um, the more square you are, the more perfect and correct you are like a correct horse is the most horsed horse you know like you are an archetype um and it's the same with like literature like Danish literature what little we have from this period that that you are mm-hmm. not an individual and and you're never individualized and it, that's just doesn't exist and you you don't view yourself as an individual um like we are we are our destiny like that was like it's such an important aspect of the culture of the time that mm. we are mm. not people, we are our destiny and our groups and our family um so I think basically what the movie does really well is show the the culture and I think it it feels very much like an Icelandic saga. Um, the movie, like it feels just like an Icelandic saga without being boring because Icelandic sagas are quite <laughs> boring. I'm sorry. Um, but then it's just, it's sort of, as you mentioned, it, Olga sort of introduces the idea of being an Id- individual with uh, independent wants and needs and desires. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of a, a little thing they only like it, it slightly happens you know it's just like olga represents that but then it, he he's like pulled away because he cannot get away from his destiny yeah. and i think that's perfect i think anything else would have been horribly american if he were to become yeah. an actual individual i would have hated it i would have sped it i
0: i as soon as you started talking like what an incredible insightful thing to say because i think you were totally right i i'm i realize i'm looking at this with my modern lens and like if it is going to be a a, a a viking tale and Icelandic, like like i can an Icelandic saga it needs to be what it was right and when i like parallel to medieval texts is is so apt because when i think of these medieval texts i think of them as like didactic which is like mm-hmm. let's scrutinize a, a person or a tale and and that has like its moral implications or its thematic implications and like these, these kinds of tales were like pretty bloody and they didn't always go the way we think it. it's not a happy ending. Right. It's like, let's, let's teach mm. something by showing you, you know, what you, I guess, shouldn't do or, 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 you know, um, mm. how people fail. Right. And that, and that has its own kind of uh lesson. Um, not, not that that's what you're saying, but that's what, that's what, uh, what you were saying reminded me of.
1: Yeah. And so I think, I think you're like, totally
0: right. Yeah. I think if it were yeah. to go the other way, it would have been very like, I don't know, postmodern quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, you got me
1: yeah, I hadn't thought about it, so i'm i'm you you led me in that direction. thank mm-hmm. you
0: <laughs> which also goes to where you were I think you were tweeting at Hugo the other day saying, like I wish you were more bloody. Do you still stand by that
1: huh yeah i w- I mean let's talk about like it, it should be weirder um
0: yes, like, thank you
1: like i my so Islam and I when we got out, we were both like sort of um. I can only think of like a Danish expression for this. I'm so sorry. So in Dan- okay. Danish, we say we were cats dancing around the hot uh, food. <laughs> um,
0: Incredible.
1: Yeah. So what, how would you say that in English? Like I, we were, th- we were sort of not saying what we wanted to say. We were sort beating, of around arou- beating around the bush. Beating around the bush. Yeah, we were beating mm-hmm. around the bush. <laughs> Um, And we couldn't really figure out what we thought. Like, we were both saying positive stuff, but we could just sort of feel that there was something wrong, but we couldn't put words on it. And then we finally, like, I think half an hour in the car or something, we finally got around to, like, what we... We were expecting something weird, and what we got was a well-structured, classic, simple tale or an epic, which was nice, Mm -hmm. But I wanted to be killed in the brain, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. totally right. You're totally right because this is the same problem Hugo has too. And I think what everyone who knows Eggers, what kind of movies he likes to do, and even Eggers himself would probably say this, is that it's not weird enough. And why is that, Joe? Well, I have a question or uh, an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Focus Features had a heavy hand in the um, editing room when making this movie. There was an article that came out a few months ago about how Eggers was like complaining about how much studio interference was was like almost ruining the first act of this movie. Like, they were demanding this be a very simple, kind of straightforward, easy to follow um, kind of, you know, because like that's what American audiences want, right? And that's, and you look at the marketing for the movie, if you watch like the American trailer, um, it's posed as this more action y, you know, Viking revenge movie. And that's probably why a lot of people were expecting more action y sequences. And that's, I mean, they got a more simple story. And I think that ultimately, mm-hmm there is a better movie that I think Eggers wrote and made that was killed off by the studio and the editing room.
1: Ugh, I hate that. I remember watching the trailer, which I think was the same trailer. Cause it was very like, I thought, "Ugh, another, you know, American action movie trying to talk about my culture without talking about it. And then, um, the, the cast was shown and I was like, what? And then I didn't really give much thought to it until Islam was like, "Let's watch, you know, this movie," and I was like, "No." Until he said it was Eggers, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Of course, you know, no problem." But yeah, it it was. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate corporations and big money people. In,
0: in fact, I, I would argue, and I'm, this is just me just postulating. Mm. I would I mean, maybe I'm just assuming as well. I feel like Bjork must have had a bigger presence in the original cut of the film. <laughs> Surely there's no way you get Bjork on to be this this serious this this witch figure that's like talking about, you know, uh, Amlet's, mm. um like destiny and 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 you know, invoking yeah. like uh, Odin and stuff and only including Bjork for what, 2 minutes max?
1: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, she well, I, could be a cameo. I don't know.
0: All this to say, I, I I would want more Bjork in the in the movie because I
2: love Bjork. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's she's cool. I didn't uh, I didn't notice it was her, and I didn't know she was supposed to be in the movie. I remember just thinking, "Whoa, that's an Icelandic accent," because you know she has the like mm-hmm. major Icelandic accent, and I was just like, "Oh, an Icelandic woman, nice," um, and that's honestly all the thought I gave to it. I, I didn't mm-hmm. notice it was her, which is no. kind of sad. Mm.
0: very sad joe very sad yeah <laughs> i i want to mention just one quick thing too we were I, I mean i was talking about like why this it reminded me of um like medieval texts but it also reminded me of like greek texts um specifically like you know like stuff like the odyssey like you know your big epics texts oh, like these yeah. would have invocation of the muses um and then this this movie i i you know, did something very similar i don't know if if Icelandic texts were like this as well, but it, the movie began with an invocation of some kind of, you know, god or gods, which I thought was kind mm-hmm. of fascinating on its own. I, um, I have nothing to say there, but that was cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about, like, some I, I was thinking I should read up on, like, Icelandic texts, because cause I haven't r- r- uh, read any Icelandic sagas since I was in high school, um, but what I remember of like Icelandic sagas is very much this sort of just pages after pages of how people are related to each other, and you'd be mm. like, why, well, how? How? Why should I care?" Or like, so you'd <laughs> you'd like have a story about someone, and then the story would start maybe like um, eight eight generations before the main character, and. <laughs> And you just hear who was related, and that, that's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's how it goes.
1: Uh huh. Like that was more important than what happened to the character. Almost like just who were they related to? We gotta know.
0: Sometimes you um, need that family structure to get context. Yeah, even it's boring.
1: <laughs> but that's you know that's what we were talking about. Like the the context is the like the family structure is the exciting part. Like who? Whoa! So it's mm-hmm. it's not what happens that's to the true. individual necessarily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of family, of course, mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy plays Olga, um, mm-hmm. which uh, she ends up being, I, th- I think, the destined mother of, of twins to to Amleth, one of them mm-hmm. who will become uh, the maiden king. I-, I googled this as well, um, and I want your, your thoughts on 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 Olga. To me, I, th- I thought I thought she was almost positive, and this is again my postmodern lens, so grain of mm-hmm. salt. She's almost positive as this strong female lead with like, you know, she set up like, oh, I'm, I can break their mind. If you break you, if the, if, if Amleth is the physical, then Olga is kind of the more spiritual tormentor. Uh, that That's the way she's positive, I think, in the movie. But I think ultimately she's Very relegated to more of a support role.
1: Spiritual S- tormentor of whom or what? Do you- the,
0: the family, the Fjellner family.
1: Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. What do I think about her? Like, I feel like I liked her. Like, she's a classic character that I like. But I, I suppose she um, was sort of more like, um, a, a, like a classic character. Like a, mm-hmm. you know, she was just a modern character that sure. I liked. But I'm, I, that's not what I wanted. I wanted something crazy. You know, I I. I feel like yeah. um I got that more with with Amleth and his sort of craziness where she was sort of a modern character compared to him like
2: yeah.
1: she she was sort of representing the getting getting be, becoming American like getting American <laughs> like She we, sometimes we we'll <laughs> No but like sometimes we'll say about a movie that it was American that's that's like a specific thing it means something specific like
2: um mm-hmm.
1: individualized and, and happy sort of
0: You know who I did get kind of more weird vibes from? Mm. King Arvandil, played by Ethan Hawk. Mm. The opening scene with, with Ethan Hawk's character. The specifically like the I guess what do you call it? Like the psychedelic scene when they're tripping? Because I'm yeah. pretty sure they're they're tripping on, on their food is what happened. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. That's no that was normal in Viking like, yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That scene was was incredible. It, 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 using him and uh, Willem yeah. Dafoe, absolutely yeah. incredible. I love yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I, th- I, th- I think you're right. That's like Hamir and, or uh, uh, sorry, I'm looking at the name Avendil. Uh they, they, you know, I wanted Olga to be as crazy as them. You know, why couldn't mm-hmm. she be a bit a bit weirder? Or um, even a talking. Oh, sorry.
0: No, please, please, please. I was.
1: No, I was about to change the the topic. So.
0: That's totally okay. Yeah, because I was I was too. Okay.
1: Oh, okay. It was just because um, now that we uh, you mentioned psychedelics, I just forgot something that mm-hmm. I uh, wanted to talk about, and I didn't put in the notes. Um. So so one thing I thought the movie did really well was there was this sort of unreliableness to the narration or to yes. the story. Yeah. Um. Because like we see like specifically in some scenes it's it's like um uh, what's there's this scene where he he takes the sword and he has this big fight, and then we see it was all in his head, and yes. that's where it happens like very explicitly, but I feel like the movie did that implicitly in a lot of ways that it would sort of it, point to that maybe stuff wasn't really happening and And especially, I feel a lot of like maybe it's all just drug related, and I don't think it's interesting in a sort of like um, uh, maybe it was all just a river. But I think it did it really well that that um, yeah that that you know I like an unreliable narrator sort of vibe. I don't know what it's called in a in a movie, but I feel like it did that.
0: I love that we have different reads on that scene.
1: Oh, Uh, what did you think?
0: Because I I think you. On one hand you could be totally right and yet I also have a different read where it was like more literal where yes it did happen in his head but it was the result of you know and this is me like suspending my disbelief of the movie it's being informed by um, whatever gods that be like the war god of the crows or whatever or some kind of like magic by Odin where it was happening in his head literally um but it's it is unre- unreliable i guess in that sense like it never actually happened it did happen but it was just in his head if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah okay. interesting but i feel like i i I wish i could have sort of if it were online i would have rewatched it and sort of taken notes of it but i i remember more instances where i felt like it sort of pointed to unreliableness but in a cool way not in sort of you know it can be very cheesy it can be mm-hmm. very like if you see this, then you'll get the real meaning. Um, not like that. Just in a very cool way that, that yeah. sort of, you know, you're you're sort of supposed to doubt, and and I think he doubts himself, and that's you know another big point of the movie is are his doubts on you know what's supposed to happen, and and what does he like? Yeah, like the I mean, the sort of individualism peeking through.
0: And to your point, this is one of my favorite things about the movie, and this is where I can introduce another character queen uh Gudrun played by Nicole Kidman who mm-hmm. I th- I think really embodies that like uh, what you're saying about unreliable narrator because we are giving mm-hmm. you know we're experiencing the story through the lens of Amleth uh, that colorization we talked about you know with his father um is is totally wrong because of, according to Kidman like Amleth just chose not to see or could not remember because he's a kid um to see like what that life was actually like it turns mm-hmm. out Goodrun is a, is not a good person right like he uh, mm-hmm. there that marriage was a result of of you know she was a former slave and uh i guess trigger warning as mm-hmm. well uh she she or sorry he uh raped her and that's that's how Amleth was he's a product of of, of rape right and mm-hmm. and there's there's more there about masculinity and stuff that i haven't really teased out but like it definitely speaks to that aspect of unreliability
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely yeah, like so there's like the short term unreliability of uh, of drugs and the long term unreliability of, of remembrance. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. It's it's just a cool theme. I enjoy like yeah, yeah remembering as a theme.
0: I do as well, yeah. What else what else do we have here? Just going through my I, notes. Um
1: I have something just random and that's Kleis Bang. <laughs> Fjolnir?
0: Fjolnir, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just like and this is completely, like, just random. But it's just, I've always just seen Clay's back. He's, like, a B-actor. Um, and I've seen him in, like, romantic comedies. And I, he's not a B-actor anymore. But he, he used to be in, like, the 90s and the, the zeroes. So when I saw him, I was just like, damn, that's Clay's back. Where I feel like Alexander Skarsgård. I, you know, I've seen him in, in, in the true blood and stuff, but I could, so yeah. see, I, I didn't just see Alexander Skarsgård, but I just saw Klai's bang. Like that's Klai's bang, you know? And, and, and I remember like I told Islam, like when, uh, when he stabbed the dad, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. That's okay. Um, yeah. He, so when Fjolnir stabs his brother, I remember just, like, literally aloud in my head, I thought, ugh, Clay Spang, why would you do that? Like, it's just, ugh, like, it's just typical Clay Spang behavior, I don't know, because he's such a silly guy to me, I don't know.
0: That's silly. I mean, I'm the product of, I guess, American culture, where I've only seen two movies that Clay Spang is in, and one of them is The Northman.
1: Yeah.
0: And the other is Lockdown, yeah. a movie I barely even remember, that I think he has right. a very minor role in, so...
2: Yeah. yeah, and
1: I think he, he plays, like, an edgy vampire in something. But, uh, but, is it I Dracula? Yeah, I think, isn't he in Dracula? I haven't seen it, but I think that's him. Yeah. It, 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 he, he's, like, the exact same thing as Mess Mikkelsen, where, um like, Mess Mikkelsen is, like, a lot, of, like, in comedies and will have, like, very silly roles in Denmark. Like, he's a very, like, silly guy. And then, in American stuff, because they have that Danish accent, they'll have very like heavy, dark, edgy roles, and be very like cool and very like oh Scandinavian. Where we just see them as little guys, you know. It's just like, oh, that's just little Clay Spang. Like he's such a silly mm-hmm. little guy. <laughs> so that's hard for me to uh, to uh, not. No, think but about it makes I it
0: makes it it makes sense though. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I we'll- I, yeah.
0: While we're right. on Fjulner as well, I want to mention that I think for me, Fjulner and, and Gudrun again, Nicole Kidman's character. Um, I don't know. There was something very fascinating to, to me about them, and I think that I I think, and I thought about this last night, because I ended up finding them more nuanced than Amleth. Not mm. to say that, that Amleth not being more nuanced is a bad thing, because again, we talked about like you know, the, the revenge tale is, is cool in its own right but for me like their surreptitious secret relationship i thought was super fascinating and how like the insidiousness of what they do is is kind of justified given um Arbindil's, mm-hmm. like um i don't know what we want to call it like problematic past that stuff i thought was very interesting and it was a very cool reveal for me when they're in you know that that climactic scene in 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 the room where you know, she reveals all this, and then almost for a second, like tries to. I don't know. Does she actually try to? Um, what is what is the word here? Seduce him, or is it like just you know?
1: Yeah, I um. I don't think she's actually as, doing it, but I, you know, because we're in this sort of epic genre, I th- I thought it was uh, like making fun of like Oedipus, Odip Odipus. Yeah, yeah, How do you yeah. Say that.
0: Uh, we say Oedipus here, and, and that's how I've heard it Oedipus. in classes. Okay.
1: We say Oedipus. Um, yeah, I felt like it was sort of making fun of the genre in a way, like sort of a meta thing going on. But I felt the same way. Like, did she? Did she try? But no, I feel like she. She. The movie was making fun of the genre and she was making fun of him. Like she was sort of mocking the. Again, like we're we're dealing with this sort of old school epic anti-individualism meeting sort of starting to meet the concept of individual so mm-hmm. she's she's representing like um modernism in a way or the, like later stuff and and she's mocking the old sort of and we're sort of as viewers i feel stuck between um you know like does the end uh, uh justify the means Sort of like we we're, mm. were stuck between both sides, kind of um, being shitty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't have any more sustained thoughts beyond that. But yeah, that's uh,
2: yeah.
0: I'm 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 just sorry. I'm just I'm thinking like despite all yeah. my problems with the movie, like it's still leaving me with with thought, and I think it's because it's kind of a more character driven movie more than anything else as well. You know.
1: Mm yeah um uh, I have some I,
0: more general thoughts. oh sorry, please.
1: no, i no I was just no what do you have <laughs>
0: <laughs> i I just wanna have some quick general thoughts just on that movie ma- movie making aspect um, I thought the cinematography, the way the camera is like used in the environment I so thought was really cool, and uh, again, in like the action sequences, the way that's moving through it and not being cut between like huge action sequences was like really cool. I had to Google this, but um, Amleth uh, is taken, kind of uh, almost prisoner, but he joins like this this band of of Vikings, right? And he becomes a berserker, is what they're called. Yeah. Um,
1: Which is just like eating shrooms and going crazy, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, and yeah. we see that, right? And I thought that was very cool, especially when like it, it's the next day after, you know um before like i guess they're they're pre-ritual before they fight right like the night before and you know on the next day they, they raid this village um and the way that shot i thought was super freaking cool mm. I, I don't have any more sustained thoughts there i just thought it was awesome <laughs> like movie making
1: yeah i know very little about like you know like the technical aspects but i can you tell like i i don't notice stuff like that um mm. So what is it is uh, how is it filmed? Like, tell me more, honestly. I mean
0: I don't I don't know like the specific techniques they were using, but like the no, lack I'm, of
1: just th- th- I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> the, like for me it was it was thinking about movement. Um like the camera follows the subject. So when the that scene starts, right, they throw a, someone throws a spear at Amleth and he catches it and throws it back. And then they all mm. start running and instead of cutting to like them being on top or cutting to like like the camera follows Alexander as he's running, and then when they get to the like wall that the village has on it on the outside, instead of cutting, they they maintain that shot as Alexander is climbing, and then he gets to the top, and then he jumps down, and the camera is still following that subject. And that kind of action where it's these long takes where it's following it, yeah, adds a level of immersion that like when you look at other blockbusters like the Mar- sorry the Marvel movies where like the action is like cutting every two seconds oh, when it's just yeah. someone punching someone, like that takes you out because there's a lot of cuts so
1: yeah that aspect i it's thought was of, really cool in northman is it it's a sort of theater-esque, like it's sort of two two dimensional that like people will will run through the shots as they're moving Mm. maybe i don't it right that's how i remember it i remember like alexander Skarsko walking and then like you know someone will have a woman on their shoulder walking the opposite direction while the camera moves and sort of like you yeah. know you'll do in like a theater when you're creating this um uh dynamic um people will like what run uh you know through the stage mm-hmm. that's sort of vibe right
0: i like that parallel i've never thought about that but that makes sense i don't
1: know <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you're right because that does that stuff does happen in the theater so that's cool
1: yeah i always it's just cuz like it's something i see a lot of in, in like Wes Anderson movies and his movies are just Theater place, I feel. So I think yeah, for sure. I'm thinking about theater when I see yeah. stuff like that.
0: I mean, plus, like a lot of the, the West Anderson movies, like he he does they they build sets, you know, like that's what they do, and then yeah. the camera moves through them. So yeah, you're really onto something there.
1: Yeah, and I like when I like when stuff becomes more two dimensional, like. Which it, 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 does that make sense? Like having a long shot that's just sort of people running from the side, and like it's very yeah, it's cool. much working in in two-dimensional space versus like thinking more
0: it's, it's like in uh, I, the first one I thought of was Life Aquatic of Steve Sizzou when they build this you know it, it's a, it's not an actual submarine but it's a there's no mm-hmm. wall there and you can see everyone moving like in the submarine mm-hmm. even though it's just like a I don't know a standout, mm-hmm. a cutout, whatever you want to call it yeah. yeah that stuff is cool
1: yeah of course that's like uh, then it happens like very specifically but I think like the scene in, in Northman I oh, I don't know well a lot of movie terms, but I it's like normally you do like complex blocking and you think in three D like when you do blocking for a movie, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I feel like the the scene we're talking about is like they're only thinking foreground, middle ground, background, like very simplistic blocking. Ah, uh, someone who knows stuff about movies should like. If you don't know about blocking, some we should have a blocking expert who who could talk about the blocking. I feel like there's something there. I don't know.
0: No, blocking is blocking is tough for me because when I see good blocking, I can I can identify it, but then like the more I break it down, the less I'm like, "Oh, shoot, like this is ex-. <laughs> blocking is almost complicated to me. Even though yeah. like it, it, fundamentally it it seems like a very simple thing, but like no, it's a very it's more
2: complicated.
1: It's, it's one of those Things where it's incredibly hard to do right. And if you do it right, mm-hmm. no one notices because that's yes. how it's yeah. supposed to be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a good, I'm going to, I think it was Every Frame of Painting. It's an old YouTube channel that mm-hmm. I think is now defunct, but they have an, an episode all about, or sorry, a, yeah, a yeah, video all about blocking that was
1: oh. fantastic.
0: And it's only, you know, they're showcasing movies that I never, like, oh, yeah, that mm-hmm. is good blocking. I never noticed it because that's, that's the <laughs> point. So I did become
1: jo. like, I should become an expert on blocking and nothing else about movies, and I should just <laughs> just blocking. The blocking. Yeah, like what are the literary themes, and then blocking. <laughs> I, think I love that. Could that. Be a thing.
0: that could yeah. be a thing. We need we need experts in blocking. <laughs> we
1: do. Some more, Let's...
0: some, <laughs> some more notes. General notes that I have as we're as we're closing out. Um, I thought the title cards are very cool. Um, the use of the, I think w- the runes is, is what we call like the, the, the text, right? Icelandic runes.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought this, just runes, they're not Icelandic. They're we, you know, we had them as well.
0: Oh, okay. I'm ignorant, Joe.
1: Yeah, yeah, the rune- they're just runes.
0: Oh, the runes are cool, the use of them I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, th- yeah, that yeah, and then cool. just
1: well, we have them in real life. Uh, we have these big rocks with uh, with. Um, I can only think of an extremely Danish word, and I have no idea what it's called in, in, in English. But they're like scratched into the rocks.
0: Oh, okay. Engraved. We I think etched. Engraved. Oh, engraved. Sure.
1: Yeah, but we call them Kielerestlinger Just any Danish people listening, that's what I'm talking about.
0: It's very cool. Shout mm-hmm. out Islam for helping us out in the background.
1: Yeah, he's the English teacher. Now that I don't.
0: Get to see. <laughs> 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 um. Visually, I thought the movie was near sublime. There's some very cool shots, and of course, like the volcano isn't real, like the erupting volcano, but like mm-hmm. I know it's partly CG, but like it still looks stunning. And there's like some inspired shots, like um I think it was a Valkyrie. I'm um, going to Valhalla. It oh. could have been Alexander. I- I'm not sure, but like that shot was incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like. It's just and I think that was one of the, the first things we said when we got out it was just that wasn't a very pretty movie. Like it's yeah. just undeniably pretty. Gorgeous. Uh,
0: two final notes. Um mm-hmm. one, the naked fight at the erupting volcano, dude's mm-hmm. rock. That is my note, dude's rock.
1: <laughs> cool. True.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh okay, I'm gonna add on one more note. Um Willem Dafoe and Bjork. Yes.
1: Yeah best characters I mean uh-huh. Uh-huh. we love those weird characters
0: of course final Bjork note
1: Björk was just playing herself I feel what's that? Björk was Björk was just playing herself like she was yeah she was just a thousand
0: percent was, yeah. yeah there's a there's a cool video I like watching of Björk where she's explaining <laughs> um, the insides of a TV very fascinating video it's huh? like two minutes long it's two minutes long you it's from the 90s it.
1: you have to send it to me okay <laughs> I will I will yeah thank you
0: Final note, movie's too long. A bit too long. You know? No. Just just a bit too long.
1: No. No. Really? Yeah. No. I I, I love would, long I
0: movies, but I don't think... Uh, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Please, go ahead. I mean, it's a slow movie, but I don't know. No, I know nothing about um, pacing and stuff. I just thought mm. it was fine.
0: <laughs> I think if it was the less studio interferent movie mm. you know not the focus features version I would have loved more if that makes sense Gave yeah. more, more Eggers uh, insight and not the other way around
1: <laughs> I feel like it should have been the exact same thing but then add half an hour of unhinged stuff and then we're there
0: okay I'll acquiesce why not mm-hmm. heck yeah I'm going to share my screen for a second because I totally forgot to do this at some point. So, oh. I'm sharing my screen. And I'm going to go over to Speak Pipe because we do have a review of the Northmen by no- none other than Anonymous 4, okay? All right, reload the page. Let me know if you're if you're watching.
1: I'm watching.
2: Hello. Um this is Anonymous um 4. Anonymous 4. Um, Not my you take on the Northman. I guess um, uh, the Northman is a movie that I'm a little conflicted on because I, I think on a just on a technical level, it's it's one of the most impressive films I've ever seen. Uh, the visuals are just amazing. Um, some of the action sequences and how uh, the camera moves through the action without cuts are, are really, really, really impressive. Uh, I also love the the, the score. And, and the sound itself, like the acting, like it, it, the sound mixing itself is something that, that mm. was really impressive to me because it's just mm-hmm. some of the noises that you hear in this movie just stick with you and some of the imagery and the sequences as well. Um, at the same time, I, I felt like it was a very intense film that I think could have done with a good like 40 minutes shaved off its length and, um, because I think sustaining that level of intensity mm-hmm. for two two hours and twenty minutes or twenty five minutes or what it is is just too much, and I felt that even thematically the movie, uh, story wise, just didn't have enough to sustain that that long time. Like it, I felt like it it climaxed, um, with the scene where Nicole Kidman does the big reveal, and then after that there was still forty minutes left in the movie. Um, so yeah, I'm conflicted, but but good. Mm. I don't I don't know if I agree with
0: 40 minutes. It seems like almost an excessive amount to cut.
1: Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I can see how I was I was more entertained up until until the point of uh Nicole Kidman's uh the whole reveal mm. and then after that, you know, it was more like yeah, I do see that, but I just from like a, a structural point of view, we we needed to, you know, the, the development I've been talking about, like that it develops from the sort of a, a, a stereotypical epic into sort of a questioning it itself and questioning the themes. Mm. And I feel like that's what it's doing from there on out. It's like she reveals that this is actually like she re- reveals the question or reveals the, uncertainty uh, and then from there on out we we have to deal with those those themes as well so yeah no. you know what <laughs>
0: yeah because i think on a movie making standpoint i i agree with hugo because that scene with nicole kidman does feel like a kind of climax and afterwards yeah. it pacing for me kind of dip it, it it really dips um but if i'm thinking about this as a text which I think I should be because, like, I think that's what it's trying to do given its five-act mm-hmm. structures. Amleth did inspire, you know, Hamlet. So mm-hmm. I think that's the way I think Eggers thought about it and framed it. If I think about it as a text, it kind of makes more sense because in those texts, that falling action does happen not at the end as we're used to in movies, but near the end. And then in the final acts, mm-hmm. you deal with that however you deal with it. You know, is it a conversation? Is it like questioning these themes and i think that's what Mm -hmm. this movie does and that's certainly that's certainly the scene with the boat and in the in the hot spring is is that kind of pushing that to the foreground of amleth really thinking about his position as son and what his destiny has meant to him and like Mm. how he has to confront that on a textual level i think i i would disagree with hugo Mm.
1: i i feel like my lack of knowledge on movies really helps me sometimes to watch movies (laughs) You know, I it's no. Like, I mean, I don't know you've how it's supposed to be.
2: You've
0: helped <laughs> me think of I kind of reframe my thoughts on it, so I, I would agree with you.
1: Uh, you okay. You, I I feel like the whole three three act structure. I feel it's shitty. We should get away from that. The third act is always boring because it's it's just all bleh, like everything. That is a. Uh i
0: feel the same way about, uh, about marvel movies It's that the th- third yeah. act is always the uh, most boring for me so
1: boring yeah it's like i enjoyed the movie and then we got to the third act and now i'm just here
0: <laughs> <laughs> i agree joe anything anything else we'd like to well, say i
1: wanted to um so i never read hamlet but like so what's like what's that you i know, mean i, I, I- <laughs>
0: Like what is the connection between Hamlet and Hamlet? Yeah, I, haven't read, I, I haven't read Hamlet since since high since high school, so I, I might be talking out of my, my butt here a little bit. But like, it's it's the premise that inspired Hamlet of you know uncle betrays father, prince then has to take his revenge and okay. um, now become the new king. That yeah. I think is like the the gist.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds right. Okay, yeah, I just had to uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's Hamlet is Danish and yeah, sure. When is Hamlet supposed to be? Is it like medieval or The Prince of Jutland? It must be after the, the monarchy started, right?
2: Let's
0: find out. Uh, written Oh, wait, that's not that's not gonna help us, help, help us out. When did Hamlet <laughs> let's Google this? Yeah. When did Hamlet we have to take know place? This.
1: It's not a Viking story, it can't be. It must have been like right after. The...
0: It's only given me when it was written. I'm sure maybe the text you'd have to like really tease out.
1: Islam wants to say something. I'm I'm sorry.
0: It's... It, okay, it's set in the late Middle Ages, 14th and oh, 15th wait. century.
1: Late late Middle Ages. Oh, that's surprising.
0: That was mm-hmm. what I was gonna hear to tell you that it that would probably take place around there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll go. Thank again. You. Oh, This is so. Awkward. Thanks for fact checking, Islam.
1: <laughs> Okay. Late middle ages. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. Okay.
0: <laughs> so there you have it.
1: Yeah. Um, Joe. Yeah. I suppose that was, yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on today's show. Really appreciate you.
1: Welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Anytime. Maybe next April. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember to give us a sub to stay up to date with all our cinema thoughts here on Large Popcorn. Next episode, I think by the time this comes out, might be our movie club episode, but there's a chance. There's always a chance we may do a surprise, so keep an eye out on our Twitter. Until next time, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. Long live Chloe Zhao and Denis, we trust.